It's with Stephen Howe and Graham Cove, sponsored by Backer Elkhuizen. Thank you. You can get off now. Come on, stop that. Stop the bed. And just as we go live today, the dog starts barking. That's always going to happen, isn't it? Always going to happen. Happy Christmas, everybody. Um, because this is the last show before Christmas. I've got my Christmas jumper on, elfed up, and I've even put a little bow in my hair. How about that then, Stephen? Impressive. <gasps> and I feel I feel bad because I haven't done anything, but unfortunately, my for those regular um, viewers, I'm not in my usual location. I've moved upstairs, so apologies for the lack of um, Christmas decks. But you've done you've done as many f- for you for us basically. You've sort of done it for both of us, haven't you? Really, you've gone OT. You've gone nicely OTT. Uh, wait wait a minute okay it gets better okay everyone's watching with bated breath oh he's got lights well done excellent you know we like to shine a little light on the subject well there we are and you literally are literally are yeah (laughs) (laughs) there we go there we good. go. Oh, what a year it's been. Um, part of the show today, folks, will be reflective, looking at 2021, thinking about all of the things that uh, we talked about in 2021 mm-hmm. and what's coming in 2022. Not that we know. Is he feeling okay? No. I'm feeling Christmassy. Yeah. That's, that's the way to think about it. Now, if you actually read the little diatribe that I wrote <laughs> prior to this going live, you will have seen that today I'm getting the beers in. Great. And here he is. Here he is to join <laughs> us. <laughs> oh, it doesn't get more exciting than this, does it? Here everyone signed up. Th- everyone think signed up thinking they were getting a carling. Yeah, but they're not. They're getting Nicholas beer. Yay! Just one beer. Yeah. Just absolutely because it's that time of the day. Later in the day, you can have a few more beers. (laughs) I know. Well, the thing is, later in today, I'm probably going to be sound asleep because I started at half past three. What on the beer? (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, don't you? Don't you have a beer for breakfast? All the time. time. Cider, isn't it, Graham? It's where Graham is. It's cider. I thought that's why you're such a chilled guy, Graham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never forgotten the, uh, the you know, that's you know, when you were at university and you just literally started your day with beers, didn't you? <laughs> it's just, it's just, and, and yeah. yesterday, and yesterday's lunch for breakfast. I, I, yeah, well, do you know what? I stopped drinking Old Thumper to stop that happening, right? Yeah, it was only Old Thumper that caused that problem. So, oh. Old Thumper, I couldn't get past four, four pints, and I would chander every time. So, I decided, do you know what? There's a pattern. It's such a thing, isn't it? As a student, you you just yeah. do that. You live this lifestyle, and you do these things that yeah. you just wouldn't do the rest of your life. But you know, I, do I think it's a privilege to be honest. Absolutely, yeah. you know, to be sensible for a minute and serious. I think it's a privilege to be able to have that lifestyle for that period of time mm. and still pass your degree. 
because it's like in, in real in real life in, in the real world you, you'd have been sacked from your job wouldn't you yeah you would have you yeah. would have they wouldn't, they wouldn't have called they, on my one they called me in um in the in the christmas at the end of the first term yeah. and it was he was management of production and he was one of my lecturers thank goodness and he happened to be the head of the course he said oh nick um happy you're getting uh, merits and distinctions that's brilliant fantastic a little bit concerned about your attendance and i thought well i'm not concerned about it obviously i won't say anything he's obviously got a point to make what do you think your attendance is and i thought oh hang on hang on i said um oh. i said he said percentage terms i said 75 percent. i think and I, I know that's a high estimate but let's let's run with this because you know he might not actually know he said you've got a 40 percent attendance so <laughs> <laughs> I take it that's not good. No, well, because what he said was because you're getting merits and distinctions, fine, that's cool. We're not going to kick you off. That's why I'm having this conversation. If yeah. you weren't getting merits and distinctions, we'd have kicked you off already. So I'm like, oh, it's getting a bit serious now. He's, he's he's friendly, but there's a there's a hard edge to it, you know. Um, so so he said, look, do you think you could, you know, seriously, that is too low. You, you need to up this. So I'm thinking, okay. I don't want to, it's like manage the expectation thing, isn't it? Yeah. I don't want to, if I, if I bid too high and I don't hit it, I could get kicked off. So let's see what I can get away with, see what I can manage. Cause it's going to be, I'm going to have to come back out of this sort of stupor that I'm in. And um, so I said, what, what, what is this sort of, is it two thirds, something like that? So why don't you try to come into all of the seminars, lectures and tutorials? I said, right, okay. That sounds like, because I thought, you know what? He's now laid out his real cards. He wants me to just start turning up. Okay, fine. And that's what I did. I got up to about two thirds the next time, <laughs> and it was a, it was a journey, you know. And I, to be honest with you, imagine that at work. If your first three months in a job, you'd only been there forty percent of the time, you wouldn't have got more well, would you? <laughs> no, no, absolutely. You know, and so, so I think it is a privilege because it gets it's a period of your life which um, you get to meet loads of different people, you get to have great conversations. But you get to to arrive on the bus, have a chat with a few people, and go. Well, let's go to the student union bar, and then you miss that first. We've got we've got, have we got time just for Swifty, and then you miss the whole day because a few more people come in. But you imagine how how privileged that is. Compared to my brother, who's work at sixteen, I never had that. No. You know? So I I just with my brothers and that I never you know, I, with my brother particularly, um, I just like never go on about it because to me. I mean, my youngest is um, looking at universities right now. He's applied to Sheffield, Leeds, and, and Manchester. And one of the things he's looking at is the social thing, because he's a very social guy. And so that's important to him. Otherwise, he won't enjoy the experience. And I think different people have, you know, different strokes, you know. So it's it's some people that isn't such a big thing for them. But for me, I look back on it. I felt very, I feel very privileged to be able to have that experience. Do what I wanted to do, studying what I wanted to study. Once I got into something, once I got past that, I got, I mean, I love the subject, you know, so I really enjoyed it. But I think um, it's interesting that now I've come to executive coaching because I, w I would love to have all my meetings in the pub, right? And I still meet up with some of the senior people I used to work with who, when I was really junior, you know, took me to the pub and introduced me to the firm, like literally 25 years ago. And I still meet up with them now. So those, and a lot of my personal networks at work were built by going to the, you know, to the bar, not the student bar, to the bar and having a good chat and watching people. I think there's a lot to be said for a pint of beer and a good chat. Well, it's very interesting you should say that 
mm. Nicholas, because I've had this conversation with academics. Yes. Because I, I believe wholeheartedly that I did most of my learning not in the lecture theatre, yes. but actually in the pub after the yes. lecture. Exactly. I honestly, I, I'm not even joking. Um, I replied to something that Odessa posted about how, you know, doing a brain a brain dump, and I genuinely 100% learn most of my stuff. I, I go, I do stuff myself. I do a bit of reading, do a bit of thinking, do a bit of research. But when I want to link piece of information together, if I can have a conversation with another intelligent person and put out my, my ideas and have that person critique those ideas, but do it in a way which is you know, got, I didn't know the term before, but now I do. Now that I'm an executive coach, psychological safety. Well, you get that in the pub. You have a, you have a couple of beers, got the Dutch courage, and everyone everyone feels psychologically safe. Yeah. I was and always have been. Could walk into the pub. I still do it now. I walk into a pub on my own to meet someone, just to say who's around. You know, get into into a chat. And I always arrive at the pub before anybody I'm arranging have a meeting with, because then you might have a chat with somebody else. So. You know, I, and, and honestly, when I was a business analyst, there's no doubt about it. I got so much more done because I was having a chat with people in the bar and be, making those relationships, sharing those. Not and so I'd say, look, you know, I can't get this piece of work done. How do I need to, you know, what, who do I need to talk to? I'll go and talk to him. Mm. That do you know what? Do you know what, Stephen? Do you see what we've got here with Nicholas? Normally, we get guests on. They're as shy as shy can be. They don't say yeah. boo to a goose. Get Nicholas on. He's away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on a second. Hang on. Hang on. This, is, this is when I'm tired and I'm nearly asleep. <laughs> Has, is, it, is, it gin, is it gin or is it vodka in his glass? Because there's been no, accusations that, that I'm drinking well, beer on the job. Well, yeah. Let's well, just, let's just go back on this. Is it apple um, juice? It is apple juice. It's a long show. I already have a yeah. few beers, says yeah. uh, Rory. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm, no. I'm not that person who normally... Um, I, I'm pretty much, once I get past the first few beers, I'm quite chill. And then I'm, I'm less talkative. Weirdly, are you going? To, you go into quiet mode. Yeah, I start being very reflective and very um, philosophical. Yeah, Philippa saying she's not shy. No. Are, are you? Are, are you having a little tipple then, Philippa? Just, just asking. Yeah. Maybe a nice cup of tea this time of day. Yeah, it's it's an interesting point, Graham. If you if you listen to what um, Nick's been saying <laughs> there. Though. Oh well, hang on, hang on. Look <laughs> at this bit. I swear I heard a chainsaw in the background. Looking good. Yeah, you can hear a chainsaw in the background. That's it. That's how we treat people around here. Yeah, that, that's the kind of incentive for, for that's why I'm talking so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would come on and talk. <laughs> um, actually, Odessa got it right. Yes, it's tree tree chopping. It's it's a free day event. There's a massive great tree outside the house and it's being chopped just in just in time for Christmas. There mm -hmm. we go. Um, unfortunately, I'm not getting any of the wood. You see, you know, people that chop trees for a living. Yeah, they do really well yeah, because not only do you pay them to chop the tree, mm -hmm. but they then get the wood and they then sell the wood. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's so smart. Bournemouth, That's Bournemouth, smart. Yeah. Clever. Bournemouth has a lot of tree surgeons, obviously. We've got a lot of trees in Bournemouth. Yeah. And whenever, I love watching them work. It's a great job, isn't it? So cool. It is. It is. Um, you know, any look, let's face it. Anybody swinging from a rope yeah. from a tree. Yeah with a chainsaw it's good entertainment you, you, it's, you've got to be you know it's almost like being at the circus you just you just mm. almost waiting for that moment when it goes wrong yeah, yeah. hopefully it doesn't it, especially it, outside you your house like you, you feel like you owe, you owe them an audience because they're being so chill about yeah. it you know it's like you know that's, yeah. a, that's a pretty brave thing you're doing and you're just laughing and joking and banting about it it's pretty cool and yeah. actually 
the last I went to the circus, which was I think two years ago, three years ago, something like that, um, they did this, this stunt, which literally I, we, I couldn't believe I was watching it. There's no safety, nothing. You think, you know, there you go. Yeah, I hate heights as well, Dessa. Absolutely hate heights. There's yeah. no way yeah. I'd get up a tree. I wouldn't. Eat, I wouldn't even get up a bush. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's not way very much. Now, listen, Nicholas, you're here to play a game, yeah. right? The game is called Guess the Ergo. Um, mm -hmm. Stephen's going to play it today. Um, the rules are very, very simple. So now we've got chains like and us. dog and and everything going on here. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, Merry Christmas. I. The, what, the game is really very, very simple. And this actually may be the last time we play this game because I have a new game for 2022. Oh, I can't believe you've upset people before Christmas, Graham, by throwing that little curveball yeah. in. No, honestly, the game for 2022 is amazing. It's oh, so we don't get to play the amazing game. I feel a bit... You can come you back. That, you no, no, you can come back in 2022 oh, okay. and play the amazing game, right? right cool. no, no, this game is amazing, but 2022 game is even more amazing. It's going to be an improvement. Uh, yeah, it, well, it, it, technologically, I just need to check it out and make sure yeah. it's going. Oh, right. You have the <laughs> idea, and now you just need to make sure it works. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely. So and if you had a clever idea, that's that's a good thing. That's the that's the only thing really. So the way yeah. this works is, this is something to do with um, health and well-being, ergonomics, etc. Right. Stephen has to put on a blindfold. And then he guesses Yay. what the object is. Everybody else sees the object. He's gonna. He's back to his Sutton Coalfield scarf, which is great. Yeah. We had a We're good still... win at the weekend. A good win right. at the weekend. So therefore, I thought in honour of that victory, the least we can do is return the. Uh... Who did they beat? Oh, it was a big game. Soham. Soham. Soham right. Town. Yeah. Big game. Massive, I'm surprised you didn't see it. To be honest, well, yeah, huge game. I, it was all over the TV. Oh. But I just, I was. You busy. missed it. Not, not Soham Town from eight miles from Ely. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness! Because I, I was born in Norwich, but grew up in Ely. Yeah. Do you know what? One small world, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 One, of my, one of my best, one of my best runs, fifteen hundred meters, was against Sarum. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. So, so <laughs> um, Sutton Coldfield Scarf. <laughs> I don't know why we discussed that. So the, the Sutton Coldfield Scarf goes on. Um, Stephen can ask you, is it da -da -da, and you answer yeah. yes or no. Yes. Right. If. If he gets stuck, we can then start to give him clues. Yeah. Be cool. Primarily, because we all want to get off to the pub. Yes. And and secondly, because it gets boring after a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're selling it, Graham. You're really selling I'm, this I game. It gets boring it. after a while. It gets boring after a while. So, you know, it, there's, there's a fine line between it's entertaining yes. and then it gets dull. So, yes. right. Stephen's going to don, the, don his thing. Now, Stephen's been doing really well. On this game, he's actually the master of this. So I thought this to be week... fair, Graham. The competition is you, so it's that's yeah, not really yeah. that much of a wrap, is it? So, 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 so to be fair, this week I thought because he can't hear me at the moment. To be fair, I thought this week we're going to cheat a little bit, all right? Okay, so anyway, all right, you couldn't hear me, could you, Stephen? No, good. Oh, someone's got their, their teams on in the background or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, dear. So this is this week's object. Okay. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Yeah. Not me, of course. I can't look at it. Look at, no, look at that, everybody. That's this week's object. Some people, Philippa, you probably know what that is. Um, some other people may may have a clue what that is. Um, 
So you can you can put your first guess in. Interesting, you said Philippa there. Now Philippa is a physiotherapist. So is it something that would help your back? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, having having now had a conversation with Nick Pryor, I have no idea if he's going to take me off on a completely different route here as to where I should be going. I say, some of you can use your back. Um, you want a clue to make that answer make more sense? Yeah. Yeah, go on. Because it would help your back, not directly, but in the sense of learning. So that if you were having back problems, it would be a good learning tool. Okay. Is it... Is it something to do with manual handling? No. Okay. <laughs> it would help you. Although, what I would say, Stephen, yeah. is if you didn't have one, you couldn't do much manual handling. Oh, that's brilliant. Because <laughs> <laughs> now he's really lost. <laughs> I can, we can't, The game can't finish on me not getting it. You know, this, this no, has to come. If you, don't get, it, if you don't get it, we're just going to tell you the answer. Uh, okay. Because I don't think you are going to get it because I'm rubbish at giving clues to these kind okay, of things. Okay. Oh, okay. so, <laughs> is it something that can go in your hands? Yes. Okay. Oh, is it made of metal? Mm. Part of it is. Part of it is, yeah. yeah. Is it? Is it mainly made of fabric? No. <laughs> I was thinking it was gloves, but it's clearly not gloves. <laughs> oh, no. It's not gloves. I, I'm going to need a clue. This is a tricky one. Yeah. Um, Graham, clue. Okay. Part of this you also get on cars. Part of this you also get on cars. Yeah. Okay, part of this as well, you can burn music on and put in a CD player. See, I'm, I'm being abstract because I really don't oh, want to get this. Uh, well, I, I don't really... think there's any, cons there's, there's no fear of that. I'm absolutely stumped on this one. Uh, to be fair, I would be if I was you, Stephen. I'm looking at it, I'm not sure. <laughs> Go on, one more clue, Graham, before the game loses its it loses the attention of the audience. Um, well, I, look, I think in order to get this, Stephen, you've got to have real backbone. Is it? Is it a skeleton? Ooh. Keep going. Yes. Keep I going. Got, I think we've got to say yes. It is a skeleton. But part of is it... that was that's really good. He's, he's so, you're so nearly there. You're yeah. so nearly like, there. You've done so well, Stephen. I must say, I'm impressed because the clues have been rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Deliberately. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm stuck. I've got so far, and I don't know which way to go now. Look, look, don't lumber all over this. It's it's fine, you know. I don't think, um, yeah. No, I, what I would say, Stephen, is don't back out now. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it a back? 
Yay! Yay! Brilliant. Steve, that is impressive. I'm very impressed. <laughs> <Ta -da! laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Which, which, what do you say about it's, it's in tyres? Did you say it's Graham? Did you say it's in tyres? In a car. In the car. Did you say in a car. Yeah, you have you have discs in the car. Oh, right. discs. Yes, of course uh, you do, as in brake discs. Right, as in brake discs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that, I, I mean, mean, it was an obscure clue because... Yeah, uh, don't we know, yeah, yeah. I think oh. there was a role there, to be fair. Yeah. I think I'd have got it. All the puns, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, no, it's a classroom aid. Um, it's, it's, it's something... Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I thought when, he, when you said about, does it help with backs? I'm yeah. imagining it in a classroom setting. Then I thought, yeah. that doesn't really help because it kind of implies that it helps with backs directly. I thought, I've got to help you there, because that really is sending you off down the wrong road. I, I had one of those until very recently. I, I, I recently sold mine. Um, he was called Gerald. Um, really, yeah, very, very, very helpful. Um, not just uh, not just if you, you work in the classroom and you're teaching youngsters about physiology, but also, obviously, if you're practising... Um, anything to do with the spine and and therefore you need to demonstrate to people yeah. what's going wrong with them yeah. it's very very useful i used to carry it around in the van with me when i was doing ergonomic assessments because sometimes no, did you? yeah sometimes when people um you're talking to people about back conditions yeah. etc yeah you know people just didn't really understand no. from the physiological point of view what what you meant yes and like and and there's the thing as well Here's, and here's another little test for you. I mean, Nicholas, you're an, you're an intelligent man, so you might you oh, might know this. Oh, oh hey, right. yeah, I'm coming okay. again. I'll definitely so, come to so, the next game. So <laughs> anybody can probably name one part of the back, which is the lumbar region, right? But then when you start talking about other areas of the back, mm. people get lost. So yeah, yeah, does yeah. anyone know the other areas of the back? Other areas of the spine? Oh, is it? What's the one at the very bottom? Tailbone, coccyx, coccyx and ischia. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just above that, you've got stem. Do you call it the stem? Sac the sacrum. Okay. Yeah, and above the sacrum, you have um, the lumbar, and above the lumbar, you have what's the biggest part of the spine? See, no, people don't know. No, we don't know. Didn't, didn't do biology at school. It's called the thoracic spine. Ah, okay. And then your neck is called the cervical spine. Ah. There you go. Little little lesson in physiology for all of you out there that didn't know that. Excellent. Um, but it's really, it's really useful to explain it and to be able to show people mm. what things like slip discs mm. actually are. Mm. Yeah, uh, and and what's happening? Uh, that, that's right. The thoracic vertebrae sounds like a period in in dinosaur history, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I, I remember yeah. the thoracic <laughs> vertebrae time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. no, I was just going to ask before Nicholas disappears because I know I know you've got me. What? Nicholas, no, no, what, I've, what I've decided it? to hang around to this one. Oh right, okay. What yeah, was it? I can't, that you... I can't multitask. Well, I, can't well. I can't do two things at all. What was it you actually studied at university, sir? Well, I started off on business. And yeah. when I finished learning about bits, I did business and finance, um, specialising in industrial management, marketing in the EU. And then I went on to do software engineering. And um, so then my, and then my career, basically, uh, the two placement jobs, the first one was incredible. That was that one I mentioned to you about the 
Systematica Software Engineering, which spun out of Plessy Defense, world's first fully configurable computer-aided software engineering tool. And then the second placement was um, at Slumberger, which was Factron, which was another really cool business and started above a chip shop and then got bought by Slumberger out of the Flandown Industrial Estate. And then um, when I graduated, I started, uh, did a did a bit of work for um, JP Morgan or Chase it was back then. And that was um, really quite interesting because that was one of those classics where um, the wife's boss needed a bit of work done. And she very generously paid me an Alfred Marks rate of £2.67 per hour. The night I did this nine weeks work. And then they chose what myself and this um, graduate had done over this um, quarter million pound they paid some New York consultants. <laughs> wow. wow. So I realized that maybe, maybe, you know, maybe that was a case of Hobson's choice where, you know, I didn't, I was like, oh, well, you know, yeah, okay, I can move your hand. If I'd have known in advance that my nine weeks at £2.67 an hour was going to be up against a quarter million and mine was going to be chosen, I'd have maybe charged a bit more. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Stephen, what did you do at uni? I didn't. I didn't go. Didn't. No, I, I, no, I went to, did A-levels and did quite yeah. well, actually, but it wasn't something that really ever appealed to me. So um, the old university of life for me, I went and became a, a trainee insurance broker and then hated it Ooh. and jacked it in after six months yeah. and then got into sales yeah. from there. So. Good man, good man. Yeah, well, after Chase, I went to work for Frizzell Insurance, which is a very old-fashioned, you know, um, kind of insurance company. And yeah. Mr. Frizzell used to come around and talk to you, which was brilliant. And so I was in systems development and I was the um, software process consultant. So I was, you know, just out of university trying to teach these contract programmers about how to develop using the new software engineering techniques and object orientation, all that kind of stuff. And they look at me thinking, what are you talking about? You, you look like you're 16. They used to say that to me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something, Nick. I knew I'd made a really good choice of degree when I got to university because I went to the university library yeah um in one of the first days there and uh sat, sat down did a bit of reading and then after a while as you do you know you you visit the facilities yes um in the library and and in the gentleman's toilet at uh at the library there was over the top of the the toilet roll holder well it, on the toilet roll holder itself it said communication studies degrees free please take one and that's when i knew <laughs> That's when I knew I'd made an absolutely great choice oh, in terms yes. of degree. So yes. I, I just yeah. took one and, and, and went. Yeah. And that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Job done, literally. Uh, okay. No, I'd but say no, it's It is, yeah. It is, um, I, I, basically, I, I think it is a privilege. And, and obviously, um, you know, you and I, Graham, there's far fewer people went when we went. You know, it was, it was very, you know, there's a lot of people didn't go. And my, my brother never thought he was going to go. And never, you know, my older brother did go. But, um literally made me look studious so he got yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say I, I do think the younger generation now do take it more seriously than we did yeah oh completely mm. yeah they, they my, are my, now my, yeah on it yeah you so my, my oldest son is on a graduate trainee scheme and he's very serious because he's what he works remotely works from home yeah. I can't just go in there and bend his ear and chat to him because he's working yeah I just worked out I just worked out really early on um what I needed to do to get my degree uh, and that was enough um and but I, but <laughs> yeah, I yeah, but, yeah, setting the bar low <laughs> but I also I also they I also discovered that actually that kind of academic learning wasn't really for me mm. and although I'd really 
I hadn't really enjoyed A levels, but I did quite well at A level. I hadn't really enjoyed the process. I said, something should have told me at that point. Actually, there was a better way of learning. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until my second year at university when actually, because of other things that I was doing, someone offered me a chance to go and do a diploma in a practical subject yeah. at the same time. And I, yeah. and I went, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I've got all this yeah. spare time. I'm only doing yeah. a degree. And yes. I went and did my diploma. And I realised, actually, that's how I should be learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's what happened to me because I didn't really um, I didn't really enjoy my A-levels because I was the only one of my friendship group to go on to A-levels. So I was friends with people who were at the um, sixth form, but they weren't my friendship group. And my mates were all at work from 16, and they would come around to me every night, oh, do you want to come for a beer, Nick? Seven nights a week. Of course, the answer yeah. was a yes, because the important thing is to belong, isn't it? Be in yeah. the group. Yeah. So I didn't really ever get into my A-levels. And when I came down here, um, it was the um, Higher National Diploma, the BTEC, so uh, Business Training and Education Council. And actually, I really enjoyed the subject. And it, what it was was I, I hadn't got I hadn't got into my you know into sort of swing of it. But the way that they treated me, they treated you like a like an adult, which they didn't do at sixth form. And I really enjoyed that. So actually, because he, because of the way they handled me, I was like, oh, okay, you know, fair play, you know, because I was enjoying it. It's just I just need to be a bit less. Bit more disciplined a bit less you know lazy basically <laughs> now we promised lazy we promised people and we i'm gonna to have to be a taskmaster here and, and, and come to subject but we did promise people we would review 2021 yes. so what what have we learned in 2021 chaps hmm. oh, i love that intake of breath yeah and, and, and cerebral massaging that was going on yeah, well, yeah, I have to get some air in. Yeah. Because if I talk so much, I hardly ever breathe. To get... <laughs> like, hang on, Nick, take, take a breath, mate. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for me, it's, it's been about the executive coaching because I've been, you know, it's been nearly nearly two years of learning and um, it's only been the last two months that it clicked and I felt, you know, that I'd actually learned it properly. And um, so that's the weird thing about it. I've actually become someone who... Um, has got much better at learning as I got older mm. because I was more able to learn the things I wanted to learn yeah, and I, less forced to learn stuff. I totally agree with that. I do totally agree with that. And do you actually think that the, the pandemic has kind of highlighted that for a lot of people as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I've definitely, um, I think executive coaching because i've been able to do so much online i've been talking to people in new zealand australia all this kind of stuff uh, switzerland france italy i'm sure that that has been more available to me you know as during my learning to talk to existing coaches and other people and offer pro bono to people around the world because um people have been wanting to have a chat and that's what executive coaching is really it's a it's a chat with purpose thank goodness found me niche <laughs> <laughs> that's a good good news what about, yeah. what about you Stephen what have we learned in 2021 I think I think what what people have really done I think last year if you go back to when the pandemic started people were what, what was happening was was almost being forced upon people in terms of mm. where they worked and how they worked I think the difference this year is is that actually people have, have sort of seen that seen the opportunity to make 
work and how they work and where they work fit around them and around yeah. their their life so actually yeah. i think people have sort of gone well we had to do it last year but actually not only do we really enjoy it i mean we saw it as a big social experiment really as yeah. to how people would cope with with yeah. home working or, or being displaced yeah. from where they'd usually work but i think people have now grabbed it and gone actually hang on a second i can still perform my job at an extremely high level yeah however yeah. i can fit it around my my family i can fit it yes. around my, my what i like to do myself so i think yeah. that's been the real thing is people have seen it they've grasped the nettle yeah. and they've and they've run yeah. with it and it, it it now works generally suits suits people a lot more they haven't necessarily made to, had to change job as much they've been able mm -hmm. to change how they work and, and and where they work with their current job yeah i think that's massive actually i, I think um the, the the sort of opportunity to work flexibly is so beneficial to people especially one of the areas where i'm trying to work which is um in supporting senior women uh, or women in who are on the way to being seen you know part fast track women get to sort of the point where they want to start a family and it typically um has caused problems with their careers and been very difficult to manage that circle whereas flexible working makes that a heck of a lot easier and then you've got you know, some people I'm talking to have been involved in piece of work around really supporting that so that you've got maybe job share and things like this, where it's a much more flexible, intelligent sort of job share where you can say, oh, you know, I'm now at this point here. Who could, you know, who could I share this job with and that kind of stuff, much more mix and match because you've not, you're not all physically having to be there and people can just come together when they need to. And I remember must be, 15, 16 years ago, people talking about having a virtual office. Yeah. And now you've got applications like Slack, which make it so much more, um, you know, so much more empowered, all this. And, and I think we didn't really realise it at the yep. time. And I think the pandemic forced people to make changes. And I know myself that even working in systems development at JP Morgan, you know, I would always take my lunch break, go and get some fresh air, go and get some food. And I would come back and I'd see other people who, who you know, wouldn't have taken any break mm. and they'd start looking like zombies. Yeah. I used to think, well, how are you doing intelligent work if you've had no sugar and no air? Because that means your, your brain cells have got no electricity, no energy, nothing. And they look well, like it's, it's funny you, you mentioned that and, and you mentioned the flexible working as well yeah. and the, the job share, because that's what we talked about when famously in the middle of the year a certain gentleman came out about the 95 hours that <laughs> <laughs> mr goldman sachs mm. yeah you know it, it, you know and and everyone looked in in amazement that someone in this day and age in the middle of all of this is trying yeah. to justify yeah mm, this yeah. kind of yeah if you like old-fashioned value yes. of the that, harder that, you absolutely. harder you work yeah, then, yeah. Then the so better you one, are. One of the things that I'm really trying to push when I'm talking to people, and I and I'm very passionate about, is that I really, really think people just get jaded. And if you if you're doing the number of hours that some of my colleagues used to do, they're just really getting exhausted, and they weren't actually able to do clever stuff. And I really, really believe we need to work smart, not work hard. You know, um, because we waste an awful lot of energy um, repeatedly doing the wrong things. So we, we all rush to get something done without sit, sitting back and reflecting. So even as a business analyst, I used to find mm -hmm. all the time, we wouldn't be first, the first question wasn't, do we even need to do this? Why are we doing this? It would be, let's just start cutting code. Let's just make a start. And, and mm -hmm. I think there is a, a mindset that says, I don't, I don't want to be the person that's the rebel. I don't want to look like I'm stepping out of line. So I'm just going to do it even though I know it's wrong. 
and I know it's not the best way of doing it. Even something where you're doing systems development, you've got people who don't seem to have enough interest in computer science or software development to actually step back and go, why am I doing this? You know, this isn't the best technology to use. This isn't the best way of writing this software, you know, and you need that flexibility and that psychological safety to say, well, you know, actually, I, I do want to carry on with this job, but give me the flexibility to do it. I can then have the energy to do it. And I'm not worrying about my children or worrying about my elderly parents or whatever. And I think that's a massive opportunity. Well, one of the things that I'd love to see going forward into 2022, though, as well, is, and I'll ask you about 2022 in a minute, is I'd like to see people stop just talking about things and giving hearsay to, to things and actually doing things because yeah, yeah. it's it's still that to me is still a bit of an issue i mm. i do think we've in 2021 we've started to really address in in what we're saying and and in our language about things really address mm. some of the issues you know we've we've had to come up with other terms like hybrid yeah, and we've and, and you know the talk about flexible and, and agile really yes. come right up the the ladder, but there's still a lot of it is just almost kind of marketing speak from companies. Yeah, that, yeah, you know, well, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure yeah. we're doing yes. this, but yes. but we're actually, no, you're absolutely correct. Not. It, it, <clears> it goes back to this the same thing that used to happen when you'd go on a course yeah. and you'd come back to the office with all these great ideas, you know, about, you know, I don't know, presentation skills, influencing skills, all this kind of stuff. And then you'd find that whatever you'd learn wasn't being supported when you got back to the, mm -hmm. to the, to the office because the, the existing culture would just crush it. And yeah. one of the things that I'm finding when I'm talking to the executives and directors and senior managers I'm talking to is to see how much of that cynicism is there, how many, you know, so I'm saying, look, you know, lead with empathy, be compassionate, be kind. What I've been really, really pleased about is typically that's very well received and people try things and they come back and go, oh, actually, that's quite amazing. Now I'm actually mm -hmm. trying to see it from the other person's point of view, be genuinely empathetic and compassionate rather than yep. being in conflict, try to work out how my behaviour is making somebody else's behaviours um, yep. you know, irritate me. So you get into a vicious cycle of you annoy me, I'll annoy you, and we'll just, we'll just have a punch up. But, but, but we won't do it physically, we'll just keep... You know, we'll we'll go. We'll be bitching about you to everybody else, and we'll we'll make you, you know, the scapegoat and all that kind of stuff. And I think all that negativity um, is, like you just said, it's the old school, and that that you've got you've got people who you've got to be very careful because effectively, saying to them, we don't think you've been running your companies right. Mm. So, they haven't. They haven't. No, we know they haven't, and they know they haven't a lot of the time. Yep. So you've got to be careful again. If you're going to be empathetic about it, you've got to. Yeah. except that you're going to make them wrong or make them insecure so you've got to be careful how you couch these ideas and you've got to build yeah. your alliances and i'm finding that um the people i'm talking to the message chimes with so i'm probably i'm probably selecting people in some sense to be to be like-minded you know? yeah yeah so, no no that that yeah. makes sense um yeah. Stephen, i want i want to bring you back to yeah where we first met right let's go let's go full circle oh yeah Right. Okay. All the way because back to yeah. All the way back to our first meeting at the service. Gloucester station. Services. Yeah, because and the, and the reason I say this is this is a, another really good example. Mm. It's something that Stephen and I were talking about before the show this morning. 
we met at this service station. There were loads of people there using laptop devices and sitting there for considerable lengths of time working in this service station. Because Gloucester Services, High Gloucester Services, is beautiful yeah. to work lovely. in. So it's got, it's got yeah. lovely little booths and, and lovely panoramic uh, vistas of, of the countryside and ducks and ponds. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a lovely place to work. Right? Yeah. So why wouldn't you want to stay there for your full however many hours it is before you get chucked out yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> or before they find you a fortune. Yeah. Um, or, uh, it's a very expensive parking ticket. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but the, the point was that Stephen was there doing exactly what he preaches, which was that he was using his laptop with ergonomic accessories. But nobody else in that building had any. Yeah. Right. And yet still, even today, and they shall remain nameless, we are seeing, we are even seeing ergonomic experts actually put posts up on LinkedIn, etc., where they're saying, Oh, we're we're doing this, and then there's a picture of a laptop without the aids that they that they you know are telling everybody to use. Right. Mm. So they're just using stock imagery. To, to say, oh, look, you know, we're doing this. And, you know, at some point, people have got to be, you know, have got to carry through with hmm. what they're actually preaching. Yes. All the way through. I think that's just, I think that's fundamental. I mean, I've been a couple, I mean, a couple of other examples that sort of spring to mind. I mean, again, I've, you know, started to get out to see businesses again in the last few months, and obviously that's sort of been curtailed. But, but some businesses where I saw hot desk in area with 25 30 people who were sitting there all day laptop on the table hunched over etc etc mm. and you're thinking you know the organize and, and there'll be there'll be hundreds of organizations who have maybe talked about how they've invested and supported but the reality is is they haven't mm -hmm. and and you saw all these people doing that and you're thinking those people are going to be the people having the issues with the neck and the back and the shoulders and it's it's okay talking about that flexibility but the other piece is you've got to go and invest in the right equipment. Now, it's not just on what we do. There's, there's a whole plethora of other things that people need to be able to work at home or flexibly. But businesses need to stop talking about it and actually mm. investing in it and doing something beyond that. Yeah. Yes, we support this. Yes, we do that. But OK, so what are you giving your staff to support that? Mm. Be it a portal, be it physical equipment being it's someone that can go and speak to that's the the next step isn't it and you know it, it isn't yes. it, so if people talk a good game but actually are they playing a good game that's the, yes. the real difference and that's what you need you mentioned about 2022 graham what i'd like to see is businesses actually making decisions and investing there was a lot of talk and hot air and positioning like this year but actually i've not seen it pull through into that real investment for people to to work flexibly and at home with the right a resources and b equipment no absolutely yeah. you agree in agreement with that nick oh definitely I, I think um across the board you know we we don't invest enough we don't plan long term enough and we've had i think there's the opportunity that we've got here is that it's forced people to make this change and now we need to make this change a success because i think it has so much benefit for people but there's no point if people aren't going to invest in it and make it really work well for people mm. i think that it's one of those classic things where you know it's very easy to have your staff just be quiet and get on with it and aren't you lucky to have a job so the fact that you're in lots of pain and you don't get any yeah. sleep and you've got no family life well 
don't don't tell me about it because we'll just get somebody else to do your job. That's where you don't want to be. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I think what I mean, one sort of last thing on that is I think from an, going back to when we talked about people investing in it, I think where employers have got to be quite clever. And this is something that we've discussed a number of times on this show is, is, you know, you will lose people and people will vote with their feet because they yeah. will hear about their wife, their husband, their brother, their sister, their friends working for organisations who are yeah. doing something to support Flexible and their mm. employers not doing it and people will yeah. vote with their feet. Yeah. So A, they'll lose yeah. people, but B, their yeah. issue will be attracting people yes. in because yes. they will walk out the door. Someone else will come in. They'll have come to two or three interviews yes. and they're the only business not talking about flexibility and investment. Yes. Well, people it, it, are exactly. going to go elsewhere, aren't they? Exactly. And, and it's a big drain on talent. Yeah, it is. And I think the, I'm really pleased, you know, they talk about the great resignation going on at the moment. I think that's brilliant because I, I want to see, um, you know, people being empowered to have a good life. And, and what I'm saying to the executives and directors I'm talking to and senior managers is, look, you know, it's it's morally the right thing to do, but actually it will, it, honestly, your teams will be better. You will be a better leader, your teams will be better. And that's the same with any kind of investment in, in your firm. So training, you know, giving people opportunities to experiment with different roles because there's learning and development that's really funded and, you know, and I've worked for different companies with different levels of funding for these kind of things, different levels of funding for what quality of chair you had to sit in, you know, what quality of, of computer you had to work with, what kind of desk you had, you know, I mean, some companies, you know, it was difficult to get stationary, you know, you'd be, be you know, a stationary company, you got a BDI, other companies, you went there and you could take what you liked and it's like too much. And you go back to this, oh, I've got no desk space, but put some back. <laughs> well, it, it's interesting because both both Stephen and I have both worked in the stationary trade as well. Yeah, there we are. There we are. And I, I, I yeah. know, and Stephen can probably back me up on this, one of the things that corporate stationary suppliers got into at one point was actually doing an, um, or putting in solutions to do audits of your stationary so that yeah. you understood where your stationery yeah. was going yeah. within yes. the business. Yes, yes. Because especially around Christmas time, it's amazing <laughs> how much <laughs> extra sellotape companies yeah. order. Yes, amazing. Yeah. Where and yeah. where did where did that go? Yeah. Where's that going? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, like the whole thing about status. You yeah. know, it used to be. I remember at school that the first person that had tipex in the class, <laughs> yes. like, what's what's that? What what have you got there? It's fear of missing out, isn't it? So I know I'll have some of that. So you bore it, don't you? And that was all, oh, you know, can't we bore it? You have to be very sparing with it. Make sure you shake it up and all that stuff. But when you get to work, you're still thinking, you know, not so much now because it's all paperless, but, yeah. you know, you, you like, what, what's that whole punch you've got? What staple have you got there, you know? That's all it, yeah. And you, there was one bloke I knew. He opened his door, he had about 10 staplers. Yes! <laughs> did, he, did he also tip X his name across the top? Yes. So no, it yes. was everyone knew it was yeah. his, and people used to do that with chairs, didn't they? You'd yeah. go into yeah, the yeah. office, and yeah. someone would yeah. write their name on the back oh, of the yeah. chair and tip yeah, Because again, again, a bit on the ergonomic side of it, isn't mm. it? Um, if you got yourself a bit of a better chair, you need know, not want somebody else pinching it. You now I wasn't that kind of person because, frankly, as long as my chair could recline to flat, I was happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but just going back very quickly to what you were saying about talent and people, people losing talent. Yeah, but one of the, I this is one of the areas I find fascinating because early on Stephen and I were talking about you know what's going to happen with uh, offices, what's going to happen with retail areas. Mm. You know, th things were beginning to shut down, and yeah. you know it, it doesn't seem 
commercially viable to to for people to keep the same real estate as as they had yeah. before i think that's a really right. interesting thing isn't it yeah but also but also so what's happened and we've all seen this so i live in somerset we've seen the house prices finally finally get start to go up right and and various areas across the country have started to see their house prices go up because we have seen a move out of city centers to for for a start because people had no room to swing a cat let alone put an office in mm. yeah you know so they've they've moved for a better way of life mm. little plug there but like also thank you yes. yeah. I'm, I'm you know um i'm available for bar mitzvahs but also <laughs> <laughs> but also they they they've moved because yeah. you know they've got this extra they've got mm. this extra space mm. but now this is the really interesting thing mm. it now means that when you used to advertise a job, you you typically would say, "Well, I'm I'm I want to advertise it within this geographic area because yeah. we're going to come together as a team within that yes. area." And so yeah. you, that that was the re- part of the restriction of your talent. Yes. But actually, if you become a borderless organization, yes. yes, there's no limit on where you draw your talent pool from. Yes. You know exactly you, your talent pool is limitless and therefore you're not having to pay premium salaries and struggling to find the talent you need yeah you can, actually pay, you can actually say okay look i can't afford to pay that much but i could give you quality of working up i could give you flexibility i could give you all these other things which i think um for me personally that would definitely be um that i i personally would, would um appreciate because i think it's really important not to be too materialistic yes and also and also this is being slightly skeptical about the whole thing yeah. but but true. realistic at the same time yeah. but also now what we've got is a generation of university students coming out of university who have big debt yes right now if you go and work for an organization that's paying big bucks you have to pay it all back you do right whereas (laughs) actually if you get a good lifestyle yes but a little bit less money you don't have to pay that money back that's true actually are you quits in yes yes i mean i think there is i I think this new generation sorry i've given the government an idea quick this new generation much more savvy about about what they want out of life and it's much more balanced I'm, i'm i think the conversations I have, you know, they're, they're much more balanced about what they what they want. You know, I think we we were the generation that got too materialistic. You know, yeah, I, we, we it was know, always about you can tell a generation by the TV that it generated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, ours was the generation. Every show was about sort of like, do you have you got a bigger house? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah have you? Yes. Do you drive a better car? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's true, yeah. isn't it? And our, our dramas were like that, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Watch, watch yeah. your, watch the TV that appears in a generation, and that yeah. tells you yeah. what the, what that generation yeah. is about. Yeah. Our yeah. generation was that. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. You mean like Boise? Yeah. I, well, I always love it when they do um, at this time of year. They do like the the, the sort of Christmas best best hits don't they and mm. whatever on, on and and there's all those and when but i like the documentary style ones where they do look back at a period yes. 
I love them. Yeah. Love them. Yeah, those ones. And it's yeah. like the 1980s yuppies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. yuppie jokes? There was a there was a there was a thing about yuppie yes, jokes. Yeah, it was. For, yes. for and and actually a yuppie joke wasn't funny. Yeah. But you only understood it if you were a yuppie. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. You know? What's yeah. the difference between a goldfish? Mm. That was the joke. I mean, it was just <laughs> what <laughs> It's like, yeah, I understood that because I'm a yuppie. Yeah. Right? yeah. And again, <laughs> it's really important to, you know, human beings to feel a sense of belonging. So that's another example, a cultural thing that happens in order to give you a sense of belonging and, and exclude other people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, by the yeah. way, folks, if if you want some wood, it's, yeah, come down to Chard. It's, it's, it's all going on outside right as we speak. It's not a cow with wind. <laughs> just in case you were wondering it's 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 not bovine fever or anything like that it no. is actually cheap tree chopping going on outside the window thanks guys it's been it's been an amazing conversation thanks for this it's been a great year Stephen. yeah um we're looking forward to a bigger even better wow ergonomics in 2022 yeah. potentially even watch out for a wow event in 2022 i think that i think that might happen i do um, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna nail my uh peg to my mask on that um just before we go predictions for christmas number one <laughs> <laughs> hang on I don't know hasn't that already happened no it's yeah, friday no it'll be this yeah. friday Yes, yeah. I literally do not follow the charts anymore. My no. my Spotify is my is my own link is my own like, like songs, you know. So I've got, I've got up to about a thousand of now, and I okay. literally put them on and shuffle well, them. Let, let me tell you what's in. Let me tell you what's in the running. Okay. okay. So we have um, Wham is still there. <laughs> this is this is the weird thing about life these days, isn't it? You know, because of streaming, all the the old songs that we bought years ago and you actually had to go to a shop and buy the vinyl record and yeah you you try and get it up the charts nowadays you just stream it and suddenly oh that could yeah. be number one again so uh, i think whammer there mariah's still there uh chris chris rears bless him is making a, a a late comeback is he still driving home still driving home i know he's still driving home for chris where's he driving from too oh, yeah. <laughs> Middlesbrough, that's yeah. where he's from. But I, where he's off to, I don't know. No. Sahara Desert or somewhere. Um, Harry Taylor in New York, is that one of the ones? that? That's, that's actually in there. Yeah, that's yeah. actually in the charts. But um, at the top, it's predominantly going to be either Ed Sheeran and Elton John with mm. their Christmas hit, or... Ed Sheeran and Elton John with their Christmas hit. Right? Is that a yuppie so joke? So no, there's two oh. versions of the same song. Okay. Right? But one also features the the YouTube sensation that is Lad Baby. <laughs> who are the who are the, the, the sausage roll people who have had the Christmas number one for the last three years. So they're trying to make history because no one's had four consecutive Christmas number ones. Um, and in all seriousness, actually go and buy it, folks, um, because the money goes to the Trussell Trust, which is right. making sure that people get fed. Yeah, please. Right. 
I know you're not meant to sell on LinkedIn, but I don't care. This that's important. Um, go go and go and buy that. So so it's it's between those two really. Mm. Ed Sheeran and Elton John, or Ed Sheeran and Elton John. Which which do you think might be the number one this year? I'm going to have a punt on it. I think it might be Ed Sheeran and Elton John. Mm. Either him or the Venga Boys. I'm not sure. The Venga Boys. (laughs) 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 Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. No, I don't think the Venga Boys. Um, I I have an interesting story about the Venga Boys. The the Venga Boys. I blame for the, the death of my car stereo. Okay. Because my, my wife put a Venga Boys CD. Why? Um, into a car stereo. And since then, it stopped working. Uh-huh. It got trapped in there, which is the worst thing ever. So now I can only have it on radio if I go out in the car. Because if, if the CD comes on, it's the Venga Boys. Just like hours it. and hours and hours of it. I like you did the sensible thing there, Graham. You blamed the artist, not Mrs. Coth, who put the CD into the CD yeah, player. Yeah, that I blame, was I blame the Venga Boys. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's absolutely categorically, it's, it has to be them. It's like every other artist is blaming Adele at the moment for the the lack of vinyl, um, because Adele has sold so many copies of her latest album that nobody else can produce their their album on vinyl that's interesting it is Mm. it is market monopoly Mm. going on there you go steven seems to have disappeared on my computer steven's disappeared he's he's, um he's got the old uh, spinning wheel isn't he alternate universe yeah we all remember the old spinning wheel from from days of you know but but thanks for joining me today thanks thanks for coming along for the conversation yeah, um, no doubt we will we will do something similar in 2022 um, everybody have a very merry and happy christmas yeah don't drink too much wine uh, or eat too many mince pies yeah. because otherwise yeah. that that might be you know you'll be spending the whole of 2022 trying to get rid of it all um but until next year arrivederci, arrivederci. Bye for now. Yeah. cheers graham bye-bye